0: To WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana, heard worldwide on jazzradio.wetf.org. This is the Jazz Focus, and my name is John Clark. Thank you for joining us. I uh, hope you make a habit of uh, dropping in at this time every week. We are going to be listening to some music by the great pianist Earl Hines, Earl Father Hines, today. Uh, Hines was born in 1903 in Duquesne, uh, Pennsylvania, just outside of. Uh, Pittsburgh, and he lived until 1983, a very long life. Uh, He, of course, in the 1920s, was active playing in the Chicago scene. He did the fine recordings with Louis Armstrong and the uh, Hot Five and Savoy Ballroom Five, etc., played with Jimmy Noon, and recorded with his own big band that started in the very late 20s. Uh, He had a big band that went all through the 30s, really up until the late 1940s, uh, and as their home base, they had the Grand Terrace Ballroom in Chicago, and that band went through many iterations from a kind of a 1920s style dance band up through a very hot swing band in the late 30s uh, and into a more of a bebop progressive type big band in the middle to late 1940s with a lot of rhythm and blues influence as well. Uh, the one constant, of course, was Earl Hines and his piano. He was one of the great jazz pianists of all time, and he uh, had a way of reinventing himself, although remaining true to his own style. He wasn't exactly a stride player. He certainly wasn't a boogie-woogie player. He wasn't a bebop player. He was really just very much his own player, and uh, uh, all jazz pianists uh, looked up to him as a great influence, and he maintained his high standards right to the end of his life as a soloist, and also playing in bands, whether they were big bands, or progressive uh, bebop, or or even slightly more avant-garde swing combos, or Dixieland groups, or what have you. He was always very true to himself. We're going to be focusing today on some big band recordings he made from about 1939 to 1941, 42 or so, right up to the beginning of World War II. He uh, had this big band that recorded for RCA Victor, releasing their tunes on the Bluebird, the cheaper label that RCA Victor had, and uh, featured a shifting personnel, but always a very high level of personnel and soloists. He had very high standards for his musicians. We started out with two tunes from their first session for Victor on July 12th of 19. 19- Thirty-nine in New York. Earl Hines and his orchestra. We heard Indiana, which was an arrangement by Horace Henderson, and Father Steps In, an arrangement by Bud Johnson. And in this band were Walter Fuller, Milton Fletcher, Edward Sims, and George Dixon on trumpet. Some of those players, Dixon and uh, uh, Fuller particularly, had been with him since the middle 1930s at least. Uh, we heard... Uh, the high note trumpet being played by Walter Fuller and the more upfront jazz trumpet being played by Edward Sims. And we're going to be hearing them in the next few tunes as well. On trombones, we had Ed Burke and John Streamline Ewing and also Joe McLewis uh, doing the trombone trio. On clarinet, alto, and baritone sax, we have Omer Simeon, a New Orleans player who had been with Hines since the very early 1930s. He was his lead alto player for quite a while, but I think it was Leroy Harris playing lead alto on these sides. Bud Johnson played clarinet and tenor and alto sax. In fact, he was featured on alto on his tune, Father Steps In. Robert Crowder on tenor. He was the principal tenor soloist. Earl Hines, of course, on piano, Claude Roberts on guitar, Quinn Wilson on bass, and Alvin Burroughs on drums. Very, very good, accomplished lineup there. We're going to hear another tune from uh, that session right now. We're going to hear the Grand Terrace Shuffle, another Bud Johnson arrangement. Uh, this was credited, the tune anyway, to Earl Hines and the same personnel in this case. Then we're going to jump up a little bit. Uh, to uh, a Reginald Forsythe tune that Heinz used as his theme song for many, many years, even up into the 1960s. Uh, this was done on February 13th of 1940, again in New York, and it's called Deep Forest, with largely the same band in that case. Then we're going to jump over to a tune called Gator Swing, and that comes from uh, the prior session, October 6th of 1939, uh, which uh, was a a composite arrangement, I guess, by Earl Hines and Quinn Wilson. Quinn Wilson had been uh, a player in the very early Hines band when he was barely out of his teens playing tuba and bass, and he stayed with them all through the 30s and into the 40s. Then a tune that uh, Hines had recorded um, several years earlier, Blue Because of You. I think that had a George Dixon vocal originally, or a Walter Fuller vocal, but here the vocal is taken by Leroy Harris, and this is a tune by uh, Carpenter, Dunlap, and Wilson. They were all intimates of Heinz in Chicago in the 1930s. That was from uh, June 19th of 1940, as is the final tune of that set, uh, Topsy Turvy, Hard Times Got Me Topsy Turvy, which features a vocal uh, by Walter Fuller in this case, and that uh, that was kind of a uh, a typical swing era riffy type of tune uh, that was concocted by Cab Calloway and Edgar Battle and uh, premiered by the Calloway band. So that's our Earl Hines big band set coming up: Grand Terrace Shuffle, Deep Forest, Gator Swing, Blue Because of You, and Topsy Turvy. <laughs>
1: Just a melody reminding me of God. Bye. I'm a striver from up on Strivers Road, jiving the very best I know, hard time, got things topsy-turvy. Lady Lucky, the meanest chicken town, I know, because she brought me down, hard time, got things topsy-turvy. Now I had lots of money and dressed up in air. Now I'm on my uppers and in tough luck, but it won't get in my hair. I'm a striver from up on Strivers Road, driving the very best I know. Hard times got things topsy turvy.
0: any particular identity the way, for example, a Benny Goodman or an Ellington or a Glenn Miller or a Basie band did, and that probably held it back a bit, other than the piano solos of Earl Hines, And he didn't solo on even the bulk of the numbers. He he did not feature himself as extensively as he might have, I suppose. So we started that uh, session out with the Grand Terrace Shuffle, uh, which came from... um, the first session that i mentioned july 12th of 1939 arrangement by bud johnson we heard two tenor solos on that bud johnson played the first one that's kind of drier sound uh, he was more from the lester young school even at that point and then bob crowder robert crowder played the darker heavier style a little bit later we also heard some good uh, John Streamline Ewing on trombone and some Edward Sims on trumpet. And the clarinet that weaves its way through here is definitely Omer Simeon on the next couple of tunes. He was an outstanding soloist who left uh, shortly thereafter uh, in the early 19th 1940, I believe, or mid-1940, to go with Jimmy Lunsford's band and played with that group, replacing Willie Smith, uh, who left to go with Harry James and other bands at that point. So an interesting uh, interesting, uh, player, who then, of course, became reinvented as a traditional New Orleans clarinet player. After the Grand Terror Shuffle, we heard that Reginald Forsythe tune, Deep Forest, that uh, Hines, as I said, used for his theme song. And uh, that featured Simeon again on a really lovely clarinet solo, along with Robert Crowder and Edward Sims again. Then we went to that kind of unusual tune, The Gator Swing, whatever that might have meant. Uh, it was credited to Hish and Marx. Maybe it's Hirsch and Marx, I don't know. That was from October 6th of 1939. And uh, it was a Bud Johnson arrangement, featured some Bud Johnson on there, some more clarinet, uh, probably some Joe Sims on... Uh, uh, Trump or trumpet as well. Actually, that was not a Bud Johnson arrangement, I should say. That was, in fact, a uh, Earl Hines and Quinn Wilson arrangement, a good driving performance in that case. Then we went to those two tunes from slightly later session, Blue Because of You, featuring that vocal by Leroy Harris, and some good trumpet playing on there as well. It's a little hard to separate out the trumpet players in this band at times. Uh, There were no really well-known trumpet players for most of this band's existence, but some very good soloists, Edward Sims, for example, and as I said, Walter Fuller on some of those high note things. And Walter Fuller is featured on the next tune, the final one from that session, Topsy-Turvy, an arrangement by Edgar Battle. As I said, he had uh, composed that with Cab Calloway, uh, or for Cab Calloway's band, I should say. Very good trumpet solo at the beginning, which may have been Walter Fuller, or it may have been him. he at the end. Uh, there were two distinctive trumpet players there. And uh, we heard uh, some alto in there at some point, I think by Bud Johnson. So we're going to jump over to December 2nd of 1940. I should also mention there was a little short clarinet solo on Topsy Turvy that didn't really sound like Homer Simeon. I think he was still with the band, although he may have left by this point, in which case it was likely Leroy Harris who played clarinet so the next uh, two tunes can come from december 2nd of 1940 when the band was in hollywood touring we're going to hear a franz jackson arrangement and composition called Comin' in home franz jackson was now playing tenor sax and we'll hear him uh, featured on that number i believe uh and then a blues number that was one of the big hits for the heinz band at the time jelly jelly co-composed or credited to earl heinz and billy eckstein who was his singer we're only going to hear this as an example of eckstein singing um He sounded at this point in 1940 very much like Herb Jeffries did with the Ellington Band, although his voice deepened and broadened in later years. So those two tunes come from that date, and I'll just give you the personnel which had changed by this point. Harry Jackson, Rostell Reese, and Leroy White on trumpets, probably uh, Harry Jackson playing the solos. Joe McLewis, John Streamline Ewing, and Edward Fant on trombones. Leroy Harris on alto sax and vocal, and we're not going to hear any vocals from him for a while. Scoop's Carry was the alto feature on here, a very good player. We're going to hear him coming up in a while. On tenors, we have William Randall and Bud Johnson. Also have Franz Jackson on tenors, so one of those fellows played some baritone. Might have been William Randall, I'm not sure, although Bud Johnson did play some as well. Uh, Earl Hines, of course, on piano. Hurley Ramey on guitar. Truck Parham on bass, and Alvin Burrows on drums. After that we're going to jump over uh to a tune called Southside which was another Franz Jackson tune and arrangement uh he was providing a good deal of the book. He had played with Fletcher Henderson a little bit earlier, and he uh, had a very long life. He lived almost to the age of 100 and was playing quite well at the time, uh, even at the end of his life, I should say. So that's South Side, and that's from April 3rd of 1941. Slightly different band in here, which also included some more modern players. Benny Harris, a little Benny Harris on trumpet, um, and some of the other players. Scoops Carry was considered a pretty advanced player for his day as well. And Rudy Trailer is on drums at that point. And that was called, uh, as I said, Southside. We're going to follow that up with another tune from the same date. This is an older tune, and again, featuring Billy Eckstein on this one. Um, I'd forgotten I put another one on. This is a tune called Julia uh, by George Dixon. And. Uh, Johnson, whoever Johnson was, I'm not sure, and George Dixon was featured singing uh, that, I believe, in the earlier uh, incarnations of the band, but here we have Billy Eckstein. Then we're going to have a, a good uh, tune arranged by Eddie Durham and composed by him as well, Swingin' on C." This is from August 20th of 1941. Again, same basic band with a few differences in there. And then we're going to finish up with The Second Balcony Jump which comes from March 19th of 1942. Jumping ahead here a little bit. Um, that was a composition and arrangement by Gerald Valentine. Uh, a little bit more modern sounding in this case. I'll tell you the personnel on that. Uh, we're going to uh, have only that from that date. The rest of them are from a little bit earlier. George Dixon, Harry Wee Jackson, Maurice McConnell, and Jesse Miller on trumpets. George Dixon also played some alto sax. George Hunt and Joe McLewis and Gerald Valentine on trombones. Leroy Harrison, Scoops Carry again on clarinet and alto sax. Scoops Carry played clarinet, if there's any to be heard in there. Will Randall, Bud Johnson, and uh, Robert Crowder back again on tenor saxes, with one of them playing baritone. Earl Hines, along with Clifton Skeeter Best on guitar. Truck Parm again on bass. Rudy Trailer on drums. And that's the second balcony jump. So that's our set coming up. Earl Hines and his orchestra. Coming in home, Jelly, jelly. Southside, Julia, Swinging on C, and the second balcony jump. I'm
1: Jelly, jelly
2: i Subscribe! <laughs>
0: good uh, range of uh, works as well by the Earl Hines Big Band. We started out with Coming in Home, a Uh, Franz Jackson composition and arrangement, and then went to Jelly Jelly, uh, featuring Billy Eckstein on vocals. And uh, I believe Franz Jackson was the tenor soloist on his own composition there. Less sure about when we hear clarinet players in there, I think it might be Leroy Harris in this case. Scoops Carey seems to be taking the alto solos, Um, and we have different tenor solos as well. On those two, the trumpet would have been handled by Harry Jackson and trombone by John Streamline Ewing. Then we went over to Southside, another Franz Jackson composition and arrangement, and Julia. Julia featured another Billy Eckstein vocal and a trumpet solo by uh, George Dixon, who had been on the original recording about 10... well, six or seven years earlier. And uh, we heard some good playing in there as well. Again, uh, probably Harry Jackson on trumpet. And uh, in this case, I think it was George Hunt on trombone. Leroy Harris and any clarinet playing in there. And Scoops Carry on alto. In this case, I think it might have been Bud Johnson on tenor sax. Although it could have been the composer Franz Jackson as well on south side. Then we heard uh, "Swinging on Sea," that Eddie Durham composition. Uh, this was from 1941, and we heard some excellent playing in there again. Harry Jackson on trumpet, John Ewing was back on trombone, and we uh, heard some fine alto by Scoops Carey. And again, uh, I think in this case it was Spud Johnson on tenor sax, and all have lots of Earl Hines piano in there as well. Then we jumped up to that later date, uh, last date he made before uh, the recording band during World War II. This was was on March 19th of 1942, and we heard Gerald Valentine's Second Balcony Jump, which had um, Shorty McConnell on trumpet and um, probably Scoops Carey and uh, I think Bud Johnson on tenor sax there as well. That was from, as I said, March 19th, 1942. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. Some very good and not terribly familiar Earl Hines uh, pieces from a a period where he doesn't get talked about too much, but a really outstanding big band uh, during this whole period. Uh, Hines clearly had high standards uh, for his players, himself, as arrangers, and so forth. So we have two more tunes. Another Franz Jackson composition, Yellow Fire. He recorded this many times during his career. This was the original. Um, and this will feature definitely Scoop's carry on alto sax, one of his best recorded solos. And then we're going to finish up with a feature for Earl Hines, "Done." by Mel Powell, composed by Mel Powell and arranged for the Benny Goodman Orchestra. And Goodman had the original recording of this, and then Earl Hines, quite suitably, took it over for his own devices. And this tune is called The Earl. And this was from November 17th of 1941. So those are our last two tunes, Yellow Fire and The Earl. Um, Earl Hines and his orchestra. You've been listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. We are here together on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana, heard worldwide on jazzradiowetf.org. Thank you very much. Tune in again next week.